Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, and welcome to High Tech on Life. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to ask you guys something. I wanted to ask where you are finding this podcast. Because as of now, we are live on iTunes. We're obviously on SoundCloud. That's kind of where we host it all. Then we're also on Stitcher, the Google Play Store. And you can subscribe to any of those services. So I wanted to find out where you guys are hearing about us. Is it through Twitter or Instagram? Or now we have a Facebook page up. Hopefully you saw us on one of those three places and are listening in. Please comment on any social media and I will definitely see it. Or even comment on the SoundCloud track itself. It's kind of nice because then I can see what you guys were thinking at that specific time during the podcast. Like, right? Now, did it work? Is there a comment? Dang it. How about now? Well, okay, I tried. So yeah, any place that you find us, please subscribe because it helps me kind of see where you guys are finding us and I can more cater to that, you know. Also, comment on the episodes because it's, it's great to hear your feedback. And then I can know whether you guys like it or whether you want to talk about other things. Like if you want to take a part of a podcast and put it, push it into a different direction. So please like and subscribe and comment. Those are all great things. I really want to interact with you guys and talk and get to know you guys. You can also email me, ryan at hitechonlife.com hitechonlife.com. Also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook now as of today. All of those are at hitechonlife and you'll find me. Every day I post on there, whatever tech I find, whatever stories I think will be interesting to you guys. I also post reminder updates when we have a new episode that goes live. So you probably found this through one of those. So be sure to comment and let me know. And if you like it, Hit that like button, subscribe. If not, we can part ways. It's perfectly fine. So it's been kind of a crazy week. At the beginning of this week, we had the big Apple event, the Worldwide Developers Conference. I kind of wanted to just throw out some ideas here, some thoughts on the biggest surprise of the conference, which was the iMac Pro. Now, I love Pro devices. I really do enjoy... You know, the idea of taking a normal product and cramming it with as much power as possible. Now, when you look at gaming computers, custom builds that people do for gaming, those are not normal computers. I mean, they spec everything out custom so that it's like a super bad A machine that no one's going to mess with. And they have everything top specced. And those are definitely amazing machines, but you know that's a gaming machine. I like the sleeper mentality. So if you've ever seen like a sleeper, like in the sense of a, a car build, that means that the car looks stock, but underneath there's a massive engine and it'll kill you off the line. I watched a, there's a great episode of a show on YouTube called Mighty Car Mods that's really awesome. They did a Beetle sleeper build. It was awesome. I think they put like an engine from a Subaru, like a WRX or something, in the back of a Beetle. And everything still looked stock, but it had the engine out of a Subaru in it. It was amazing. 
they were blowing people off the line at the drag races. So I like that kind of mentality. It's like, hey, look, you think it's just a normal computer, but underneath it's got the freaking turbocharged engine of a Subaru. Okay, maybe that's not the best analogy. But you get the idea. You get the idea. So early in the week, I said that when they said, oh, we've got this one thing we want to show you and see what you think of it, I kind of knew it was a pro product. And it was coming just at the end of the discussion about the new IMAX, I think. I might be wrong about that. But I thought, okay, it's probably something to do with the iMac. And then I think it blew everyone away. It was like old times at Macworld or old times at WWDC where you had no idea what they were going to announce that day. You had rumors, but they were usually fairly baseless and had no clout in them. But it like gave you chills again. It was weird. I I know this week I've kind of bashed on Apple a little bit just because of some of the things I want to get off my chest, like a few things about the iPad Pro, how it's not going to be Pro until they allow some version of OS ten or Mac OS on there because Pro users, professionals, content creators who need a workstation and want a portable workstation need to be able to run their Mac OS software. I'm sure there's some technical reason why they can't do that. Hopefully they're working around it. They're getting very close with the whole new dock kind of thing. It's very close. Anyways, that was beside the point. But I know I've been kind of harsh on that that stuff this week. And it's it's our first week. It's my first week doing this podcast. So I was trying to get all that kind of out in the open at first. I used to be a fanboy. I used to love this stuff. I used to love watching the events and really getting into it and talking with my friends about how cool the new iPhone was or the iPad or the next MacBook Pro. And I remember sitting and wanting and specking out MacBooks and MacBook Airs and MacBook Pros and Mac Pros and trying to see how expensive you can get the Mac Pro on their on their customizer. I think the most I ever got was like 25 grand. It was awesome. So to have them come out of complete left field and deliver something like that and preview it and not just leave it until like an October event or something like that, they actually previewed it at WWDC, a software conference, and they previewed professional hardware. It was really cool. I I was amazed. Now, when I saw it, at first I thought, okay, well, what what are they going to do? Because they bumped up the specs on the regular iMacs. And I've used an iMac for production before. Pretty pretty processor-intensive and RAM-intensive production, audio production. And I had, I think in that machine, I had about 32 gigs of RAM, and it was... It was pushing the limits, but it still handled it fairly well. So so when they doubled the RAM and got the new processors and upgraded a few things, I thought, oh, that'd still, you know, that'd be a great little workstation computer to have. Mainly, I mean, if you're mixing on headphones or editing on headphones, because those fans be loud. <laughs> Side note, do you guys remember 
back when they first introduced the iMac G5. And one of the big selling points of that thing was how quiet it was. Phil Schiller's going, it's quiet as a whisper. And so I bought one because I'm an audio and I wanted it to be quiet. I get that thing home and I start really nailing it with all these different audio plugins and all sorts of stuff. And it's just, just going crazy. And I thought, it's, I don't really whisper that loud. Uh, so strike one, I think that was a little bit of misinformation there. I ended up using, I used that thing for at least five years with for audio production. I just cranked up my speakers, unfortunately. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's get back to the point. So they had already bumped up all these specs to make a pretty decent workstation. And I know a lot of the guys are getting, you know, a lot of the tech reviewers are getting hands on these new iMacs and testing them, benchmarking them. And they're going to be good. And they're going to be able to handle Final Cut. And they're going to be able to handle uh, Pro Tools and Nuendo and Studio One and all that, all the uh, audio production software. They're going to be able to handle that. I think a lot of the guys are already editing most of their video on, like, the latest MacBook Pro. because. It is, it is the most pow- It was the most powerful Mac in their lineup. So even these brand new spec-bumped iMacs are pretty good. That begs the question, why would you pro up an iMac? Well, it's something that I haven't really seen Apple do in a while. It's the mentality of, well, why wouldn't we? We can, why wouldn't we? Why don't we? So they did. I mean, that's one way to look at it. It's like, hey, we got these killer machines already. How much can we cram in there? It start, it's some of those uh, creative juices are flowing from their engineers. And whoever came up with the idea of this, you know, I should get like a bronze or silver star. It's a dang good idea. Not the best idea, but it's a dang good idea. Because when you throw something out like that, because as I was looking at it, and I was I was reading some of the reviews and watching some of the first looks at this thing, and only looking, not touching, apparently, they brought up a good point. And I know earlier in the week I had said, who's going to pay 5000 bucks for that machine? Because you could spec out a custom-built PC for less than that and probably get similar, I hope. But maybe I might be out of line. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. But I'm pretty sure you could spec a decent workstation for that much money. Like a Hackintosh or some sort of uh, PC build. But they brought up a good point, which was, once you start specking out that normal iMac to the full, like, 64 gigs and max Core i7s, all that stuff, you're pushing five grand anyways. And at that point, why not jump up to an eight-core machine, even if it's not as high spec, it's like that. They basically crammed everything they could into that. And I think one of the points of this exercise was to prove two different things. The first one is that Apple is paying attention to the pro market where people are getting the MacBook Pro and they're buying the MacBook Pro, but because of that new touch bar, it's more of a novelty thing. They just want the touch bar because you got to get the MacBook Pro for the touch bar, right? So they're going to buy that pro model. 
So that's the first thing is that they want to actually say to the pro market, we are thinking about you. We're listening to your feedback. I said this earlier in the week about Samsung compared to like Apple phones. Is that Samsung listened when when people didn't like that they took out the SD card in their phones, they put it right back in. And this does prove that at least on the surface, they're showing us that they are listening to the pro market and that they are listening to people other than uh, your normal everyday user or your enthusiast. The second thing is to prove that they are not behind the times on their hardware. Because that is one of the big complaints about the Mac Pro, the trash can, is that even at release, a lot of the components were at least a year old at that point. And in the tech industry, you cannot be a year old with your components. Right then, you're, you're already behind. And I, they get away with it because most professionals work on Macs, at least in the audio and video realm, and they want, they're going to buy it. It's just given. And they'll keep that. I mean, I work where we still have the old Tower Mac Pros because they work. There's no issues with them. Even though they're old, they work with the OS and the software that we use, the version of the OS and the version of the software that we use. So we don't get rid of them. They're workhorses. They are. But they are way outdated as far as hardware is concerned. And that actually does limit us. when we, If we want to jump up to the latest OS and the latest uh, editing software that we use, we, we're going to have to buy new machines because components on these old machines will not support that. It is nice for those two reasons. You know, they, they want to prove that they are listening to their pro users and that they want to prove that they are not behind the times on their components, that this machine came to be, that this build exercise was done and that they kind of pushed the limits. I mean, you're looking... I mean, the max, the max they ever did in their trash can was 12 core. So now you're up to an 18 core processor, Xeon processor, and what is it, 128 gigs of RAM and all these other performance updates. The IO selection on the back, 10 gigabit Ethernet, Thunderbolt 3, four Thunderbolt 3s, which is, yeah. And then USB 3, they keep the SD card slot for the video guys. I don't really use SD cards because... Everything I record is in a studio or live, so I just have my computer with me. But the video guys, they're missing that hardcore on the new MacBook Pros because it's just gone. Yes, I I understand that the future is USB-C and that it's going to change our lives and the way that we run things. But how hard would it be to throw an SD card reader into a MacBook Pro? It's the whole Samsung thing again. They took out that mini SD card slot. Everybody freaks out and they put it back in. So why won't Apple just please put it back in? Those two examples may be why they did it, um, but there's probably a couple of other reasons that may not be too flattering or, you know, they just want to show about this product, but... I think because they've neglected the Mac Pro for so long and we're, we're getting reports that they, there will be one coming next year in 2018. It's going to be modular and it's going to be, hopefully, it'll last you longer because you can upgrade the components over time, kind of like the old, uh, I, the old Mac Pro towers, that they kind of needed a placeholder, a filler, some filler material. 
between now and when they released that. So I was like, hey, we're, you know, we want we want to prove to you guys that we're listening to you and you guys want a pro machine that will just kick everybody down and will be the best machine on the market. But we're gonna give you this iMac Pro to just to save the space here before we get that out. Then you have to ask yourself, who's gonna buy it? Maybe this is why Apple doesn't say this is when we're going to give you a new Mac Pro because now that we know that Mac Pro is coming and they've said that it's modular and that it's it'll be not future-proof, but it'll be easy to upgrade down the line, that we, like, we know that's there. So why on earth would we buy this iMac Pro? So what I think this is targeted at, there's a, well, there's there's a few different places. I think that it is targeted at the upper-end enthusiast who loves that idea of having just everything right inside the computer. I think a lot of video guys may grab that as well, the enthusiast video guys, but no, I don't think any production facilities, unless they have small editing bays that they keep independent from the machine rooms. And I've been in places like those where you have your own machine and it connects to the production server and you are able to access it, you're able to work on things, they work really well. And that's great. I think, I think video guys are going to love it. Uh, I think audio guys are going to hate it. And it's mainly because of the thermals. I don't, no production facility is really going to purchase them because they have a machine room. They have a place where they can store a Mac Pro and it can have expansion chassis and everything could just live in there and you run a KVM out to your studio or to your edit bay. That's probably what's going to happen is production facilities will wait for the Mac Pro, the new Mac Pro next year. I think the trash cans are doing just fine. They are, they're, you know, they're, they're quick. They're doing okay, but, and there's ways to expand them with the Thunderbolt 2 on the back. So they're doing okay. What I don't think will happen is that a lot of places will adopt it because it can be so noisy. I mean, we don't know the noise yet, but it's going to be noisy. You start doing processor intensive stuff, even with 18 cores, it's got to cool it down. The fans are going to come on, and it's got to cool it down. I'm probably completely wrong on this. I bet that thing will go everywhere. Everyone will pick one up because it is the latest Apple product. Honestly, if I had five grand, I would buy the entry level because I think eight cores would be enough for me. In all actuality, it's a pretty slick machine. I think that they're, they've probably hit a home run on this one, mainly because there is so much independent production, independent content creation going on right now that all the YouTubers are going to grab one. A lot of smaller production facilities, guys who are working just out of their office or out of their home, they're going to have one. Even though they are, you know, they are professionals, but they work out of their house or freelance engineers, freelance uh, video guys, they're probably going to have one. And it is, it is a cool machine. It looks great. They finally have the wireless keyboard with the number pad, which is awesome. And the mouse looks cool. I, I have, I, I used to, uh, I used to edit all the time with a magic mouse. And when I started doing that, it was, it was the first time I had really done intensive editing with the magic mouse. And it, after like three days of just straight editing, my wrist I could feel the carpal tunnel starting to set in. I was scheduling my surgery date 
because it was hurting so much. And I'm like, I'm a drummer, so you know, I've made it many years without having too many problems. But just a couple days with that magic mouse, really, really working hard, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. So I personally use a Logitech mouse, the MX, I think it's the MX Master, and then also the MX Anywhere, which I take when I travel, because they're very, very smooth. So that's what I prefer to use. But <laughs> that that Magic Mouse for the iMac Pro looks pretty sweet. I may just have to... I, I guess that's a bonus if you buy it. I don't think you can buy it that color elsewhere. I think you have to buy it with the iMac Pro. I'm really interested to see some of the reviews. Now, I can't... You know, I, I just don't have the money for one outside. Buy one and review it, let you guys know what I think. But they're just so much money. They will be so much money. But we'll see. Maybe I can get my hands on one and take it for a spin. So I want all of you to help me out on this one and let me know what your thoughts are on the iMac Pro. I mean, is it is it something that is just a placeholder to to let people know that they're listening to the professionals and that they're not behind the times as as they've been criticized about by many many people or you know, are they just trying to take care of everybody that they can with their products cuz you know, the lower end iMacs, the mid, the mid-grade iMacs are great for home use. Like, I, you know, we loved our old iMac. I know my my mom loves her iMac. They're just, they're great machines and they do what they need to do. But are they just, you know, is Apple just trying to take care of everybody? You know, put more options on the table. Maybe they're trying to, you know, boost their numbers, have everything, have every segment of the market covered. I kind of think that's what they're doing and I hope that's what they're doing instead of just teasing us and having us spend our money on that instead of the goodness that we know is coming next year. Another thing I want you guys to think about, and what about seeing a bump in specs in the laptop department? Because a lot of us these days do travel, and we are doing production outside of our normal work environments. And having a super powerful MacBook Pro, I know the Pro name is already in there, but like Mac. MacBook Pro Black or something, something that would would intrigue the production guys who are on the move. And possibly the the latest MacBook Pro is is all you'll ever need. But I think a bump in RAM would be nice. There's a question to Phil Schiller, one of their VPs recently, on why they didn't do a RAM spec bump on this last uh, MacBook Pro, and he said that they didn't want to suffer any battery life. Well, that is understandable. I completely understand that. But there are lower models that people count on battery life for. If I'm going out somewhere and I'm recording something or if we're on a like a video shoot or something and I'm backing up audio takes or if the video guys are backing up all their files, they're going to have their machine plugged in. Battery life won't be an issue. So if they had a spec bump, at least on, you know, a processor spec bump, maybe get a six core, eight core processor in there. I know we get into like cooling issues. That's that's a whole other thing. At least bump it up to 32 gigs because that that would help a lot on on many of the processes that we have to go through when we're when we're doing production work. I'm hoping that's in the future. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the exercise with the iMac Pro will allow some of that to trickle down into maybe the next version of the MacBook Pro. 
because I'm on the move. I, I, I need a portable computer that, that I can record to. I have my own personal MacBook Pro the, from like 2012 that's still going strong. I can do most things on it, but I can feel it's starting to be sluggish. So that's my hope for the future with at least the portable size, that the iMac Pro influences other tech down the line that they currently have out. So thanks, everyone. Happy Friday to you. Hopefully you have a fun weekend. We're, you know, we're just a few weeks away from July 4th. So yay. Vacation time. Hope your summer's going well. Please, you know, check us out on all the social networks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We just launched our Facebook page today. So go take a look at that. All three of those you can search at high tech on life, HI tech on life, and you'll find us. It's very simple. Updates every day about new episodes. Like them if you want. Share them if you like the episode. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, depending on what program you're using to listen to the podcast, whether it be iTunes or the podcast app, Google Play app, any of those things, SoundCloud, subscribe, like. I'd really appreciate We'd really appreciate it. And it helps us out a lot. It helps us know about you. You can interact with us. Help make the show better. Email me as well, ryan at hightechonlife.com. And like I said, if you like the episodes, share it with other people. Let them know what you like. Let them know what kind of stuff you like. If you hate me, tell me about it. I'm more than happy to hear what I suck at if I suck at this. I think it's going okay. I think it's going okay. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Look for us next week, and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.